0: back to episode uh man what episode are we on three or four now i'm already losing track episode four uh my name is cole rast with me as always manny dixon and today we've got a special guest on uh evan siegel evan is uh, part of our staff uh with the smoking cuban he's been with manny and i for a long time actually i think i think we are the three longest term members at this point in the uh, in the staff so go ahead and say say hello to everyone
1: evan uh, well, hello, uh, yeah, we are definitely I think the uh, the oldest of the bunch. I think I've been uh, working with the smoking cube, I think almost four years now so uh, been uh, been through the most losingest of times in Mav's history. <laughs> yeah, we jumped in at the wrong time, but hopefully it's on its way
0: up. Uh, but Evan, go ahead and tell everyone about yourself a little bit.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm down in school at the University of Miami uh, in Coral Gables and Uh, Grew up in Dallas, a huge, huge Mavs fan. Uh, Grew up in the north part of town and um, uh, used to go to games a lot uh, with my dad uh, before uh, we all went off to school. Uh, Also, grew up a pretty big uh, Green Bay Packers fan. I had a family that lived up in uh, just south of Green Bay, up in Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, sports is in my blood a little bit. Also, have a, a whole uh, music side uh, to things. That's what I'm studying here at the U. And um, but yeah, so um, you know, spoken Cuban's where it's at. That's what I'm talking about. All right,
0: and say hello to everyone, Manny. We all know Manny. Hey guys, it's me again.
2: Welcome <laughs> back. Let's get into it.
0: All right, so since the uh, Mavs news is at a, kind of an all-time low right now, especially with the way the games have been going over the last week, uh, we decided to do something a little bit different this week, and we're going to uh, essentially redraft, redraft the top half of the first round of the 2017 and 2018 NBA drafts. Um, obviously still really early. We could be very wrong. This is all about our perception and who we feel like uh, or how we feel like we would have drafted these guys in order Um you know, based on, on everything. So, um, I figure we can just go through, uh, everyone can say their top pick second and we'll go second pick, third pick, uh, and, and all the way through. So we'll start with 2017 and I'm going to have Manny go ahead and give us your, who, who's the number one guy from the 2017 draft at
2: this point for you. I have uh Tatum going number one to Philly Jason Tatum, 2017. Yeah. All right. all right. How about you, Evan? Yeah, I've got Jason Tatum as
0: well. Yeah, I think goes, well. yeah, number zero goes number one. All right, so obviously I am the um, odd man out. That is how pretty much how it usually goes. But I have De'Aaron Fox <laughs> going number one. Mm. I like I like Fox. I said before the draft that I thought Fox should have gone number one, and I, I still I still believe that. I don't know that he is the best player of the draft right now, but he is who I think is going to be the best going forward. So that's why I had him at number one. Uh, What's your guys' reason for for Tatum?
2: Mm, I think in hindsight, I mean, they were – it was either Fultz or Tatum. So, I mean, in hindsight, knowing what they know about Fultz now, he's not even on the team anymore. Um, And seeing how how high a ceiling Tatum has, I'm pretty sure uh, Philly could use a guy like him alongside – um Embiid and, and, and uh Simmons to, you know, uh carry some of the scoring load. Um honestly if they had him, there wouldn't be a need to go out and get a guy like Jimmy Butler. And I feel like Tatum would have uh reached his zenith um a lot sooner, you know, as opposed to being in Boston where he's being stifled by, you know, minutes restrictions because of Gordon Hayward right. um having to be having to be implemented. So I think long term it would have been a better fit for him uh in Philly. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, when it comes to Tatum, uh, you know, just the length of whatever he is, 6'8", I think, and uh, a little over 200 pounds, I mean, it's, you know, he's relatively able against most defenders, even some of the more pesky small defenders across the Eastern Conference, you know, is just able to get up uh, almost any shot that he wants. I mean, we even saw him last night, uh, you know, in a clutch situation against the Kings. I mean, the Kings have some pretty uh, stout, athletic, young defenders on their wing. And Tatum, you know, even just there in crunch time right at the end of the game with Kyrie sitting on the bench, uh, was still, still able to shoot over defenders and, you know, kind of picking backing off of uh, what Manny said, you know, uh, going, you know, th- it would sort of alleviate the need to go and trade for somebody like Jimmy Butler uh,
0: right.
1: and, you know, his ability to score from all parts of the floor and, again, that defensive frame at 6'8". Uh, I like a little too much to pass up on. But, it, again, it's kind of hard to go wrong at this high in the draft. You know, I mean, Fox, Mitchell, all those guys are really, really good. A lot of good guys at the top,
0: yeah. All right, well, let's go into number two, Evan. Who do you have at number two?
1: Uh number two, I have D. Mitch. I got uh, Donovan Mitchell, the Louisville star, number two. Um, You know, I I, I was just taken away, at, just or to, blown away, rather, at, at how he – basically turned that entire franchise around. I mean, you know, when they had that mass exodus in free agency, you know, George Hill left, other among other guys, and you know, I sort of assumed, I think many assumed, that uh, they would be taking a bit of a step back and that it would be, right. you know, a couple years before Donovan Mitchell became... Uh, you know, much you know, we, we sort of saw him in Louisville as sort of this do-it-all guy. And, you know, maybe he's never going to be the best player on a championship team. But he's sort of a fan-favorite type of guy. That's not what he was at all. I mean, he just came in and knocked everybody's socks off right away. Right. So, uh, I've got Donovan Mitchell. It was a very, very close decision between him and and uh, De'Aaron Fox. But uh, I just barely give De'Mitch the nod. Yeah. I've got Spida at two as well.
0: Um, he's been... Yeah, like I mean, everything you said is exactly right. He's been unbelievable. He's a great player. Um, they, yeah, he really fixed Utah in a hurry when they when they were pretty uh, desperate for something good. I think he dropped in the draft a little more than than a lot of people expected, but even still, still, no matter what, I don't think anyone really saw Donald Mitchell as being a top three player in this draft. So, what about you, Manny? Ooh, I'm um, the odd
2: one out. Um, Lakers have second pick and I got to go showtime. So I have DSJ going at number two. I mean, why not? (laughs) Again, in hindsight, uh, when I think of this draft class, the most explosive person coming out of this draft class is easily uh, DSJ, as we all know. Um, We had him for quite a bit. Um, So, I mean, honestly, I feel that he would be a better fit alongside LeBron right now. Um, maybe, you know, not the, uh, best defender out there, but he definitely can create his own offense, which, uh, sometimes is lacking, um, yeah. on that roster. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the reason why I went with, uh, DSJ all right. to LA. Well,
0: if he's listening, I'm sure he's happy to hear that. So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, let's uh, get into number three. Number three, I had Jason Tatum, um, for all the reasons you guys said, I mean, I, I think he's clearly a top three player in this draft. Great wing player that can do it all. I haven't seen anything that has really um, turned me away from him in Boston. I think he's their future star. So, not much explanation needed. I think Tatum deserves to be in the top three. So, what do you got, Manny?
2: I have Spider at number three. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he would have been a really great running mate for Kyrie in Boston. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I, I haven't gone to the finals uh last year if, if he's there. So I mean, there's that. I see that. yeah, I just feel um I just feel his growth. Um his 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 ceiling. Um I just Tatum is everything uh that we say he is. It's just I don't know, I think Spider just was that we saw him take a team, like put him on his his shoulders, mm-hmm. and literally like, like the slowest paced team in the league, you know what I mean? Um, that Kirk Snyder has gone over there. it's not a bad thing, but he was able to be big time even in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that goes that 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 says a lot about his his, his healing and what he can do, his potential. And honestly, I think this guy's limit if if he's in Boston right now. I don't think we're having this discussion about. Wanting or needing AD or whatever the case may be, you know, if he's there with Kyrie,
0: right. And how about you, Evan?
1: Uh, I've got De'Aaron Fox number three. Uh, I, this he's quickly becoming, I think, one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, in the NBA. he's such a fluid athlete, and uh, I mean, he, you know, his jump shot is still a little bit square, uh, but you know, he's shooting. I mean, forty-six percent uh, from the field for the season, thirty-seven percent. Uh, from the from beyond the arc, his free throws are less than ideal. But I mean, 17 and 7 for a guy that you know when he was coming out of Kentucky, I think you know it, the he had he was kind of similar to D.S.J. in that it was uh, supreme athleticism, but still a little bit raw. Uh, but gosh, I mean, he's just become such a uh, dynamic player in the open floor. His defense has picked up somewhat, and I, I think you know the Kings. You know, a lot has been made about Bagley and you know some of those other young, you know, thoroughbreds that they got. I mean, their future is sitting right there uh, with De'Aaron Fox, and you know, I think that I think his ascension is basically why they w- were comfortable going out and trading uh, for a guy like Barnes, and you know, d- uh, deciding that they wanted to go for that playoff berth right away. So yeah, the future is awfully bright uh, in Sacramento. I think he has a lot, lot to do with that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I have. I mean, I, I've been impressed with Fox since day one. Like I said, but he's, uh, he would be quite the steal for Boston. Um, all right, number four, Manny. Who you got?
2: Lavar, balls on the hate me for this one, but I have, I have Lonzo <laughs> going to Phoenix. Um, yeah, eight, eight Ayton as we see, I mean, in twenty eighteen, hasn't really been the fit alongside a uh, a Devin Booker that. Things was hoping for. I feel um, we we could have seen something special with uh, Ball lining up with um, with Booker because honestly, having watched him for several seasons now, um, Ball is an amazing defender. We um, can even see how the Lakers have suffered on the defensive end since he's been out, and I feel like that would create such a great one-two punch with Booker being like uh, you know more of a scorer um, and. I just feel like that would be, like, one of the the quickest turnarounds, honestly. Um, I don't think a big man was necessarily the the, the need. Um, I just think that was more of something that Phoenix uh, thought they that they had to go out and get. But I just feel like a big, tall, lengthy point guard that, you know, was gritty on the defensive end and is a great facilitator is the perfect pairing to go with uh, Devin Booker, one of the most explosive uh, two guards we have in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go with Ball. All
1: right. Ball's going early. How about you, Evan? Uh,
0: I've actually got a,
1: a Laurie Markkinen, uh going number four to mm-hmm. Phoenix. Um, it, it, I mean, maybe I'm sort of a prisoner of, of you know, the early odds with the Mavericks, but I've always been sort of intrigued by the teams that pursue – uh, kind of like the Mavs are doing now—that that combo of the uh, the wing who can play you know, is either a combo guard or a small forward, along with the big seven-footer who can also step out and shoot. I mean, you know, we—I yeah, think uh, it sort of makes me smile envisioning scenarios where uh, Devin Booker is pushing it in transition and he can find Markin for a trail three-pointer. I mean, Markin Kate was just scorching hot uh, right mm-hmm. when he came in for the Bulls. I mean, he's cooled off a little bit, but. You know, I think that he, the, you know, the whole thing with Fred Hoiberg, you know, that transition and just being such so devoid of talent elsewhere on that roster has hurt them. <laughs> so, you know, if you put a pretty talented scorer, as Manny was saying, and Devin Booker next to him, I, I, I like uh, where that goes going forward between Markin and uh, Booker.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I have Markin as well. Um yeah, I mean, not only that, but they also that also gives them you know the big that they wanted that can can play next to those guys and can do it all. That sets up a completely different draft in 2018 for them if or if that one hits. So changes things up a little bit. Uh, I I don't think Jackson was uh, was a terrible choice. He ha- obviously hasn't done great yet. He hasn't really um, proven what what he looked like in college um he he kind of filled the void that they were hoping to fill or he kind of was the player that was intended to fill the void that they wanted obviously not exactly the way they wanted it to which is why they went and got michael bridges this year but um yeah i've got marking in as well for for pretty much the same reasons there um all right number five going to sacramento who you got evan
1: uh i've actually got kuzma number five uh I, I just think you know at that point I mean if you you look at Sacramento's roster at the time uh, and you know obviously in this scenario fox has already been taken I mean you know the point guards the rest of the way in, the, in you know the early portions of this draft are, are not too great. I mean you know I, I, you know Dennis Smith, you know, sure he, they probably could have taken him maybe at that spot but I think Kyle Kuzma we've seen, you know, even though he's not having the greatest year ever as a shooter, he's still a very confident and uh, can be a pretty lethal outside shooter. The, the frame he's got at six seven can bother opposing wings defensively, and, and he can really score from uh, various parts of the floor. And while he may never quite bud into, like, a true quote-unquote star, you know, if he really has his own team as he would in this scenario with the Kings – I mean, he, there is nothing stopping him from going, you know, from averaging 20 and 6, you know, every night. So I think the Kings would be getting themselves a pretty, uh, you know, pretty solid uh, player to build around or at least build with at number 5. Mm-hmm,
0: absolutely. Yeah, plus he could get up 27 shots and no one would, would bat an eye, so that would be good for him too. <laughs> uh, Manny, who you got at 5?
2: Uh, uh, I actually have Mark in at 5 going to the Kings. Um, yeah, uh, I, this was, like, one of the harder picks for me. It just felt like a Kings-type move, um, going with the big that's, uh, pretty versatile mm-hmm. and, can like, you know, has the outside shot, mm-hmm. um, for all the reasons that you guys, you know, mentioned earlier, uh, for him going at fours, you know, just to piggyback off what you guys were saying, like, that's why I think it would be more in favor for, you know, the Kings to go pick him up because they're, like you said, a lot of the guards are, like, really going off the board. So, I mean, next best thing is in this league, you know, you win the big, I can stretch the floor, and, um, you know, in hindsight, again, he is probably the best out of the bunch Mm -hmm. of big men that can shoot it from from distance. So, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Again, top five pick. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, Vladdy probably sees a lot of himself in Markinen, so True. Um so five I've got John Collins. Um, <clears throat> kinda similar, I think. I mean I mean he's not obviously can't shoot like Markinen, but he's uh I, I think he's one of the biggest steals of this draft class. Um good big, can rebound, can score. Um yeah. I, any pl- any team could use that uh no you know the map the maps could probably use a couple rebounds but <laughs> um yeah i got john collins at 5 um 6 uh to orlando i've got kuzma so just the next next one down um, orlando could obviously use some scoring although they've been they've been good this year um last year not so much they could have definitely used a guy that could score like kuzma so that's my reasoning for that one uh he got a 6 many
2: this is where I actually have uh, Dr. Fox on. Uh, just for the simple sake, like, just they need a constant uh, floor general. I think that's mm-hmm. something that Orlando has uh, suffered from for some time now. Honestly, um, they've done a great job at uh, you know drafting bigs. You know the the Aaron, Gordons, and the Bombas. Um, they have like a like a like a logjam going on over there with bigs that can you know shoot and. You know, Garth the paint, things of that nature. But they, re- they really have it uh, keyed in on that one guy that can, you know, run their offense for them. And honestly, uh, Fox will be uh, a shoe in You know, I think Orlando's doing well as is right now. Mm-hmm. But I think Fox, like, you know, puts him over the edge just a little bit more. Um, maybe we're looking at a, I don't know, maybe like a top five seed in the East with Fox, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely, and you know he's the probably the best player left in the draft at that point for sure. Um, mm. Who you got at six, Evan?
1: Uh, I've got Lonzo at number six. Uh, kind of similar for this for similar reasons uh, to what Manny articulated. I mean, if you go back, I mean, since I've been around, uh, you know, I mean, the Orlando Magic at point guard. Uh, I mean, that, that that's just been... I mean, like, nothing against Jameer Nelson. You know, he he had a great career, and, you know, he was a good Mav for, you know, a third of a season or whatever it was, but, uh, I mean, like, I that for them to get, you know, a player as, you know, diverse as Alonzo Ball, who, yeah, as we, now we've seen is nothing too scary, you know, as a himself as a scorer, but, yes, he can. You know, he's a very, very solid defender. He's a great passer, mm-hmm. High IQ guy, and plus, I, I think the Magic would uh, actually almost welcome all the shenanigans with his dad, just because, like, I mean, Orlando's kind of the last team anybody thinks about, and you know, just to get any semblance of yeah. exactly, just just to sell some tickets, and, and you know, it, you know, mm-hmm. and who knows what he and Vucevic, you know, and Fournier and those guys could uh, could produce together. So I think they'd be thrilled if they could get Lonzo at six,
0: yeah. Definitely. All right. Let's uh, let's go a little bit quicker here. Manny, give me your seven and your eight. So you got seven was ended up being Chicago, eight New York.
2: I have Malik Monk going to Chicago. Um, for another reason, than, you know, just watching him play in, at Kentucky, uh, he's like a pretty, pretty uh, versatile uh, wing um, there, and I just feel like they needed to add more to the team and to add more scoring uh, more quickness mm-hmm. that can create their own shots uh, with you know marking off the board already I mean that's the next best player in my opinion uh, <laughs> number eight going to the Knicks I hate to say it, but I have faults because it just <laughs> feels like a Knicks move uh, Well, I, I feel yeah, like they would have <laughs> their, their eyes would have lit up um, at the idea of faults dropping that low and I and i of course, I think they would take the the chance on them. Um, we don't how that would turn out, but, but yeah, that just feels like the most uh, uh, the most Knicks uh, type of pick to make. So, all
0: right, who you got seven and eight, Evan?
1: All right, I've got uh, John Collins at seven uh, and d- DSJ actually. At eight. John Collins, I mean, look, d- defensively, he is very very difficult to watch. Uh, he's a just a Terrible liability on that end. But, but if you look at the Atlantic, it's like, who cares? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, like, if you're, like, you know, drafting up at, you know, number seven, who's that, uh, the uh, Timberwolves, I guess, who sent that pick to Chicago. I mean, like, they have so many different things, you know, so many different needs and whatnot. Like, they, I don't think it'd be smart for them to, to you know, to think too much about one specific weakness for them. I and mean, John caught 19 and 10, you know, this season. It's, that's, that's... Nothing to shrug at. So I've got him at uh, number seven. And then I have DSJ at eight just because, you know, the Knicks, uh, I mean, DSJ is a very popular player around the league and they, they need every last bit of help they can to get someone to take their money in free agency. And uh, <laughs> as raw and, you know, frustrating as he was as a Maverick and everything, he, let's, there's no denying he's very, very talented still. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would be his team and there'd be no, you know, awkward, on court fit with Luca or anything like that so I've got DSJ at 8
0: alright yeah I've got uh, Dennis Smith at 7 um, don't know how the fit goes with Chicago but at that point you, the most athletic player in the draft is still on the board um, and you know maybe maybe their key target with and is off the board I think they just go for for some uh, potential there and uh, you know it's a little poetic justice that he gets taken right before the Knicks instead of right after the Knicks this time Um, and then for, for New York, I've got, uh, Jared Allen, which is maybe a little early for him, but he's shown a lot this year, a great rim protector, getting better at scoring. Uh, he's been real good with Brooklyn. I think that, uh, I think that the Knicks could, could maybe get something right and get a big man that can produce for him this time.
1: Okay. All right. Give me nine and 10, Evan. I've got Jared Allen, number nine to Dallas, uh, you know the Mavs have been wanting that, rim that. Yeah, they've been wanting that rim protector since Tyson left uh, both times, and uh, you know Brendan Haywood was surely not that guy, and so uh, Jared Allen, you know, gosh, I mean, he's just. You know, he he's kind of a, a little, kind of a klutz out there, you know, he's sorta of hard to you know, gauge exactly if he really knows what he's like he's sort of looks like he's he's got a little bit of javelin. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's still kind of figuring out how to use his limbs and everything, but he's defensively just a monster and uh number ten I've got uh Terrence Ferguson. Uh I love the I love the progress he's made. I mean he's just such a lank lanky and wide defender and uh, I mean, even though he is he's not, you know, like too much of a knockdown shooter per se, like I love how he uh, is still shooting the ball with so, so much more confidence than he did last year. I mean, with Russell Westbrook and Paul George would kick it to him, particularly in the playoffs, he would just see the fear in his eyes and he'd you know, eventually kick it. Uh, whereas now he's just bombs away. So uh, I love the, the turnaround we've seen from him.
0: Right, I like that. Um, for me, I've got... At number nine, um, for the Mavs, I have Dylan Brooks, which is hmm. honestly just a, a Mavs move. He's kind of that kind of a glue type guy. Good, good wing doesn't stand out in any category, but doesn't doesn't mess anything up. Um, he just seems like a Mavs kind of pick, where it's like, you know, he'll he'll be fun to watch for a year, and then we'll trade him the next. Um, Yikes. So, I have, I have Dylan Brooks at 9, and then in 10, uh, I had Lonzo Ball. Um, I feel like he's kind of dropped too far at this point, and that's why I threw him in at 10. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All, right. All right, Manny, 9 and
2: 10. Ooh, my 9 and 10. Uh, my 9 is the guy I wanted the Mavs to pick, Nina Kina Uh I mm-hmm. feel even more so now, um, he would be a perfect running mate, uh, to go alongside of Luca, um, not you know we don't need him much for his offense, but you know his defense. I don't think anyone is, needs him for his offense. Is, yeah, like that's all we really need. I think he'll be a perfect fit. You know, lengthy, lengthy uh, point guard that can facilitate. Um, doesn't need too many shots or any at all really. Um, at ten, I have Bam Adebayo on my favorite. Uh, prospects coming out of that draft class, so I'm going to sue the Blazers. Um, the Blazers really don't need much, but I mean, he's energetic. Uh, he can protect the rim. You know, he runs, he runs well. He he creates space known mm-hmm. for shooters. I mean, I I just like the kid, and I just think that you know the Blazers could always use more energetic uh, bigs that are you know versatile as well down on the paint.
0: For sure. All right, so I'm gonna jump here. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna list my 11 through 15 here. So 11, I have uh, Luke Kennard. Um hmm. Shooter. He's getting better. Um, anyone can use some extra shooting. 12, I've got Josh Jackson. I still think he's got a lot of potential. He's obviously uh, a good defender. His shooting is great whenever he's playing against Dallas. So it must be good every once in a while somewhere else. Um, 13, I've got Bam Adebayo, 14, OG Ananobi, and 15, Monty Morris. So that rounds out my top 15. Evan, give me your last five.
1: Yeah, so 11, I've got OG uh, at 11. Um, I think his defensive prowess has been right up there with Siakam, like one and two as their primary defender. I mean, obviously, you know, Leonard is going to get the the, uh, bulk of the credit on that end, but, you know, OG is just... I mean, he really can lock down on the perimeter. Uh, 12, I've got Kennard. Uh, he's come along so far as a shooter. I think that was part of the reason that, you know, even uh, you know, Detroit's shooting has is, is really picked up in re- you know, recent weeks. And even even though Ellington just got there, you know, Kennard is developing really nicely. Bam, Adebayo at 13, a kind of similar player to Ananobi. Uh, I actually have DJ Wilson at 14. Uh, I love I love that guy's energy off the bat. I mean, it's amazing the depth in the front court that Milwaukee's got. Uh, sure. And he he's he's again is sort of similar to Jarrett Allen in that he's just this huge figure who can move so well, and yet he's still kind of coming into his own. And I also have Monty Morris at fifteen.
0: Very good. All right, Manny, round us out.
1: I too have Canard
2: staying in North Carolina. Uh, going to the, uh, the Hornets, uh, just for no other reason in um, his shooting, just to go alongside of uh, Kemba. Uh, number twelve, I have. Uh, sorry, who do I have? I actually have a uh, Josh Jackson um, going to the Pistons. Um, at uh, thirteen, I have uh, Jonathan Isaac. All right. Isaacs, Isaac, I'm sorry about the going to. Was that Utah? Uh, Justin Jackson who has impressed me a ton since uh coming to the Mavs I mean especially for nothing night. else um, his shooting his shooting show like especially last night that, that was just amazing mm-hmm. uh I don't even think he has uh tapped into his his full potential as of yet but he's lengthy um as much as I hate to say he was a great player at UNC you know oh, a yeah. Duke fan whatever but um <laughs> so I know what what he can do on the floor, but. Um, Yeah, the sky's the limit for him. And I think uh, he'd be uh, welcomed uh, out in uh, South Beach. And at uh, 15, I have... We good? Okay. At 15, I have uh, have Zach Collins going to the Kings to round it all up.
0: Very good. All right. Well, let's uh, get into 2018 here. Um, I'm going to take a quick stance here and assume that everyone here put Luka Doncic as number one. Yes.
2: Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it. There's no explanation that's needed. Anyone who's watched Luca knows that he is absolutely the best player in this draft. Um, no questions asked. Phoenix is, you know, would would do just about anything at this point to get a guy like that for sure. So, uh, let's get into number two. Uh, Manny, why don't you kick us off with number two?
2: I have Miles Bridges going at number two. <laughs> to the kings interestingly enough um, that bounce man like <laughs> i just want to see some athleticism in uh in sacramento uh at this point they have you know their their front court down pat i think uh just having a versatile uh you know wing out there that can get up that high um i mean his his shot could use some work but I mean, for the most part, you just need some excitement, and I feel like that's what they are bringing back because the Kings are one of the most exciting teams in the league, and uh, I think that's he good. would, uh, you know, add to that. Uh, Evan, who you got?
1: Uh, so I still have Baglia too. Uh, I, I was like everybody else. I was pretty concerned about um, his lack of uh, defense uh, coming out of Duke, and, and while he's been far from you know a shutdown defender or anything like that, he. He's been he's been a little better, I think, than uh, than people expected on that end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've seen examples where he's been able to switch uh, and sort of sit down on the perimeter and and not necessarily. I mean, he he still gets beat from time to time, but he can sort of hold his own there. And uh, they've been able to kind of relegate Coley Stein to just more you know just sit in the paint and gobble up rebounds type of role. And and if he could do that and still give you fourteen points a game. Uh, At only 19 years old, I think he turns 20 Mm -hmm. next week. Uh, I think the Kings are. I mean, obviously, you know, in this, you know, they obviously would have, you know, been thrilled to get Luca, given what we've seen. But I think they, I think they have every reason to be happy with Bagley. You know, he's been, uh, you know, he's got a really, really bright. He's pretty polished already for a kid who's you know no older than he is. So I'll give them Bagley too.
0: Yeah, I've got Bagley as well for everything. Everything you said, he's uh, and I actually had bagley as my i think i had him at number two going into that this draft i thought that he was going to be great i thought that a lot of people were overlooking him but i was happy to say the kings take him early and i think he's shown that he he's worthy of that and i do think he is the second best player in this draft so far and that's uh that's my opinion there but um number three uh who you got evan uh i've got eight and at three
1: i mean i You guys know from our, you know, uh, texting conversations and whatnot, I've I've never been too high on DeAndre Ayton. I I think he's sort of, uh, is just kind of lazy, for lack of a better word, out there. I mean, he sort of reminds me of Dwight Howard a little bit. Just uh, so much physical gifts, just, you know, I mean, kind of lumbers up and down the court, not too interested on the defensive end. but. Uh, when he can, can still go up and get that sort of highlight, you know, epic block and whatnot. Um, so just, just that alone makes me sort of turned off by him just a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, 16 and 10 is still 16 and 10, and, uh, you know, I mean, who's he going... I guess this would be to either Atlanta or Dallas for that matter. Uh, but, you know, either team could use, a you know, a center with his with his ability. I mean, at Arizona, we saw him... Uh, we didn't really see him come off of screens too much, which was something that, you know, he's going to have to learn to do in the NBA and, you know, in Phoenix, he's slowly been able to acclimate to that a little bit more, even though it doesn't seem that Igor Kokoskov has too much of an idea what he's doing, but, uh, slowly that's materializing with him in the pick and roll with Devin Booker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think DeAndre Ayton has has been good. Um, I don't think he'll go down as a bust by any means. I think that people will understand that he was a, a reasonable first pick overall. Uh, I've got Jaron Jackson at number three. Um, i I'll be very honest. I was I was very wrong on Jaron Jackson, thought that he was going to be a bit of a bust. I didn't see um, the potential that he has, has shown. Um, so I'll, I'll eat my words, and I'll take Jaron Jackson at number three. Who you got, Manny.
2: I mean, if you can't get one A, you might as well get one B. Um, the kid is big time. I'm going Trey Young Oh, One Alex.
0: Z, you mean? I got you.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, one Z. he not at all covered, really. Um, I mean, the guy's he's polished. He's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. Like he has his he has his game packed tight. Um, he can shoot from range, and he's like the perfect uh, uh the perfect point guard for this uh, new NBA. Um, I mean, only thing I need to see a little bit more of is you know him like stepping up on the uh, defensive end. But other than that, I haven't seen much that I can complain about. Um, he has Atlanta looking uh, very promising right now. I mean, they're not going to be like a playoff team or whatever the case may be, but they they're set for the future. And I feel, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to having Luca, who we all love dearly, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with uh, Trey Young. Honestly, I know. I know there's a lot of back and forth between (laughs) who's better, but, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll take it, man.
0: (laughs) So, by step up on defense, he means step onto the defensive side of the court, right? Do
2: something. Do something. (laughs) Take a swipe. So,
0: so I am nowhere near as sold on Trey Young. Um, I've made that very clear. I still think uh, there's a lot of time for him to digress into what I expected. Uh, I will admit that he's been significantly better than I did expect and and than I projected um but I have him at number 4 um I yeah I mean seeing what we've seen from him he's he carries a whole lot of potential and that's enough to to get him into the top or to keep him in the top 5 and and I have him at 4 so
1: uh, who you got at number four, Evan? I've also got Trey Young. I, you know, I don't think that he's really ever going to be – I mean, it, to me, like, his absolute ceiling is Isaiah Thomas. Um, you know, he's – he if yeah, I mean, he's just at that size. And, I mean, they, Isaiah, not, not Detroit Isaiah. Right, right, right. Uh, he, he's, he's, you know – he's listed at 6'2", 180 i you know I, I don't really see that i mean he's you know i don't think he's much taller than Kyler Murray uh, for that matter but uh you know he's got range I mean you know a lot of people wondered you know is this guy just gonna come in and jack up a bunch of 35 footers and you know just put and like you know it's that, what he's
2: done. yeah it
1: is what he's done i mean at least we've been able to see like you know okay he's an NBA player you know at least like he uh he's going to be able to stay in the league and, you know, somebody is going to, he's not Jimmer for dead. Uh, but, you know, at the it same time, you're right. He's, he's, he's what the Kings had always wanted Jimmer for dead to become. Uh, and he can score, you know, he's just never, I mean, defensively he's always going to stink and, uh, you know, he's never going to help you on the glass. He's never, I mean, he, he's just going to help you in the half court offense and, uh yeah, I'm I'm still glad the Mads gave up that pick for Luka. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I will say his passing
0: is better than I expected it to be. So
1: yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's eight
2: <laughs> assists. that's not bad, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Manny, who you got at number five? No, you're at number four. Who you got at number four? Number
2: four. I actually have a bad lead sliding in uh to Memphis. I uh, Phil he's uh Different body type, but I feel like he's a nice replacement for forzebo down there in Grind City. You know, um he, he'll get his on the offensive end, but we all know he um where he lacks and that's on um, the defensive end. So kinda of similar player, but you know, high energy. Um he has a high motor. Um so yeah, I don't think it's a awful pick for, for the Grizzlies at, at uh at four.
0: No, nah, not by any means. Uh keep us going. Give, give us give us number five, Manny.
2: Uh, number five, I have Aiden. I have the big, uh, the big potential um, hmm. that we have yet to see uh, come to fruition. Uh, I mean, like like Evan said, uh, there's a lot. There's so much like potential. There's so many. Uh, so much like the skill set is just there. It's just waiting to come out. Um, he hasn't been what we thought he could be. I'm not even sure that that's even accurate because a lot of people you know, doubted that he would be an all-around player because of his uh, deficiencies on the defensive end. Um, but, I mean, I I feel for some time now, Atlanta has struggled down low in, like, in the paint. So, I mean, I don't think it would be, like, too bad a pick for them to go for the big man just to fight the future. Um, so, yeah, I have him going to ATL. All
0: right, yeah, I've got him at number five as well. Uh, same reason. I do think he's, he's come out more... Or, um... Better than I expected. I think he was. I, I thought that he was expected to be a little more of a project um, to go or going forward, but his his numbers look good as far as a as far as the number one pick goes in past drafts. He he would be kind of right up the alley of of pretty successful. It's just a matter of he was picked in
1: the wrong draft. Uh, who you got at number five, Evan?
0: I've got uh,
1: Jaron Jackson Jr. at number five. Uh, I mean, his biggest knock uh, in school was uh, foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of thought that you know that was more or less kind of the you know, of the more coachable variety of, of you know deficiencies to have coming out of school. I mean, he can put it on the floor. You know, he's, his handles a little suspect. He's, you know he's got a little bit of Wiggins in him in, in that regard. But um, all in all, I think he can sort of be a more durable and sort of more consistent Serge Ibaka if things break his way. Um, you know, he, he's, he's sort of more of a streaky shooter than a Baca more of just like a consistent, you know, you know, nothing special, but can just knock down a mid range jumper and a three here and there. So, uh, you know, he was in, I think the 98th percentile, um, you know, generating something like one point, like something like more than one point per every possession when he was at Michigan state. So offensively, he's, uh, extremely efficient defensively, you know, in Memphis, I think he's been able to sort of uh, have more easy assignments because Conley, even at this stage in his career, is still taking the harder assignments uh, along with Kyle Anderson. So that's going to be the next step for him, I think. Uh, But at five, I think that's good value uh, to get somebody with his defensive potential and other things he can still do efficiently on offense. For sure.
0: All right, we're running low on time. uh, Give us uh, six and seven, Evan.
1: Okay, I've got um, Shay Gil- Gilgis Alexander at number six, and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. at number seven. Uh, I think Shy, I mean, is people th- sort of discount his presence on the Clippers? as just the eventual trade ship, you know? Like Jerry West seems to use everybody as <laughs> eventually being. Ad- I think he, you know he might be a, you know, a long-term piece there. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. uh, Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, we heard what Rick Carlisle said, you know, that the Mavs would have drafted him. At number five, had they stayed put and not traded up to get Doncic, uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be any. He, he's sort of one of those guys. There's always like one or two guys in the top ten that's, you know, not a bust, but is not really what you were hoping he was going to be either. Uh, and I think I think the Bulls, yeah, right. I think the Bulls are, yeah. Yeah, that, right. I, I the Bulls are eventually going to figure that out. But at number seven, you know, that's, I mean, not bad, yeah. right, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander at six as well. I think he's, um, I, I agree, I think he's he's going to be a future piece of that team, going to be a great player. He's already shown that he can be a great player. Uh, seven, I've got Kevin Knox. Uh, I think that he's just starting to scratch the surface of what he can be. Um, I really think he's going to be a great player. So I've got him at seven. Uh, Manny, who you got, six and seven?
2: Actually, I actually have uh, Jaron Jackson at six. Um, like you, I was wrong on him. I'm um, <laughs> He's. Warm, I'm on up to him a little bit. Uh, he has way more uh, game than I thought he did. Um, maybe that's you know due to my lack of in Michigan State games, but I mean he he does have a high ceiling. Um, I do I do appreciate the fact that he he shoots a lot better than I gave him credit for. I'll say that much. Um, at uh, at seven, I have a Young Bull. I have Sexton uh, going to the Bulls. Uh, I mean can't really go wrong they they have so many needs there you know it's like you can't make their own pick at all uh i know they have uh, zach levine out there he's uh coming into his own on the offensive end mm-hmm. um as you saw last night against uh, philly um so he's being able to you know find his own shot uh he, he's he's adding more to his game outside of just his uh, athleticism so i feel like uh, uh having a guy like sexton who uh, brings the energy um 24-7 on the defensive end uh, is a great uh our running mate uh for
0: him Mhm. I agree yeah um alright give us 8, 9, and 10 as well Manny
2: And number 8 I have Mo Bamba I have Mo Bamba uh going to the Cavs uh Lord knows they need a big man that can you know <laughs> defend uh number 9 I have another project for the Knicks um I have a uh, Porter Jr going to New York I don't think it's a terrible pick um Who knows? I mean, his ceiling, that's the thing. We don't know what he'll be. Uh, But if he's anything like uh, he was projected to be coming out of high school, I mean, they have a pretty solid score going into the future. Uh, Number 10, I have uh, the Suns taking uh, Kevin Knox. Um, Just another nice wing uh, player. Um, He can shoot. You know, uh, he's pretty solid all around. Uh, just a nice piece to have in Phoenix moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, another, you know, young, uh, young asset for them.
0: Yeah. All right, 8, 9, 10, Evan. All right, I've got
1: uh, Mikael Bridges at number 8, uh, Colin Sexton at 9, and uh, Landry Shamet at number 10. Um, I like, uh, I still think Mikael Bridges has a, has a pretty bright future. I mean, you know, even though his uh, outlook coming out of school was sort of the classic 3&D variety, uh, I still think he could end up being better than that, and I also think that that's his floor. You know that he could sort of be an Mbamute, Ariza type player. Uh, he's got an incredibly high floor in that regard. Number nine, um, you know, even though I think Sexton is one of those guys who doesn't really know what to do yet, he's just sort of you know he just kind of sees the basket and attacks you know at full force. Uh, you know that 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 eventually come with time, and you know I would like to think that. You know, if maybe the Cavs could find that next coach that they really believe in, you know, that that would eventually help Sexton uh, grow into that mold. I mean, Tyron Lue was not that guy. I don't think Larry Drew's necessarily that guy. Uh, but the talent is there. It really is. I and mean, he thrived under Avery Johnson at Alabama. And Landry yeah, yeah. Shamit too, at number 10. I mean, you know, I think I, I couldn't believe that the Clippers were able to steal him away in addition to both of those first-round picks. I mean, you know, a guy who can shoot it as well as he can, he comes off screens incredibly well. I mean, J.J. Redick, I think, really rubbed off on him well in how to just come off a screen and go up with it, you know, right away the way Ray Allen used to do. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've got Shaman at number 10.
0: All right, yeah, I've got... Um, so, I've got Wendell Carter at eight. I um, think, obviously, I think he's... Uh, kind of like you said, not sure what he's going to be, but he is... Um, he does have potential. He's a good player. He could be a great player. He could be a decent player. I don't think he's ever going to be a bad player, so it's kind of a safer pick. Yeah. Uh, nine, I have Landry Schammett. I think he's. Yeah. I, he, he's been a great player. I think he kind of got hidden in, in uh, Philly, so I'm excited to see him in a new situation. I think he'll be more utilized and more recognized. Uh, and then ten, I've got Sexton. Um, I was high on Sexton coming into the draft. I still am pretty high on him. I think he could develop into a... Uh, a great player I know he has some some uh, issues uh, as far are on the court um, but I think he can iron those out I could see him becoming kind of like a, a John Wall in a way where he's um, energetic explosive successful but people still kind of look at him like he's not um, that's my take on Sexton uh, I'm just going to keep going uh, 11 I've got Kevin Herter uh, I think he's a great shooter I think he's just going to get better uh, he'll be kind of a Kyle Korver type as he goes forward, maybe with even better defense. Uh, Twelve, I've got. Twelve, I've got Michael Bridges. Um, I'm not high on on Bridges. I never have been, but I, I I agree with you with with you Evan in the fact that I think that his floor is so high that it's it would be a shame to have him drop any lower than that. Uh, Thirteen, I've got a guy that just uh, destroyed us a couple days ago, Rodeon's Kudruks. Um, great shooter, great ball player. He's, you know, he he he's got everything down. He, he checks all the boxes. Uh, just a matter of some growth at this point. Um, 14. I've got Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I think that he, at this point, 14. I'm going for potential. He's got a lot of it. He's big. He's he's quick. He can get off the ground. Uh, and then 15. I've got Mobamba. Uh, I'm not I'm not giving up on Bomba yet. I think that. He's been put in a tough situation. I think he's still got a lot of good basketball to be played. So, um, Evan, give me your give me eleven to fifteen. Okay, eleven.
1: I've got Bamba. Uh, I think Orlando. I agree with you. T- I think Orlando was the worst place he could have gone to. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you know sitting behind Vucevic and you know, all this transition. I mean, I, like uh, you know, o- Orlando is just one of those organizations that clearly doesn't have any semblance of a plan. Uh, so I, I still think he's got an extremely bright future. Uh, I've got Kevin Knox at twelve defensively; he's terrible. But uh, you know, before the Mavs made the deal for Porzingis, so, you know, I was kind of interested in you know whether or not the Knicks maybe had some buyers remorse more Nilakina and were willing to potentially use Knox as a chip to you know maybe move for a guy like Butler or Kemba before mm-hmm. free agency, and you know the Mavs could get in there on a three-teamer kind of thing. Uh, I've got Josh Okogi at thirteen. Um, as a you know, as somebody who I think, you know, has stepped in and, and done a pretty decent job since Jimmy Butler was let out the door, uh, mm-hmm. he can sort of drive you crazy because he'll you know, he'll do the he'll just kind of throw up some bad shots here and there. But uh, if he can sort of be reined in and can just sort of be, you know, can understand that he needs to get the ball over to Carl Anthony Towns and let Jeff Teague, you know, truly run the point, I think he could be pretty effective. Uh, I actually have Robert Williams at 14. Ooh. Um, you know The guy, he's, a, he's just a freak. I mean, he, he can just go up you know, in between three defenders and grab a rebound. And, I mean, he's not too skilled, really, in any one area, but he sort of reminds me of, of the type of guy that you can't really pinpoint the exact reason why, but you just sort of seem to play better when he's on the floor. Uh, and, you know, I think Brad Stevens with all the, you know, even though they've had a nice couple days recently, they, you know, I think they'd be wise to maybe give him a look and kind of save Horford's legs for the playoffs. And then, yeah, I mean, you guys were talking about potential. I mean, even though we haven't seen him play in a minute, I, I still at number 15 would take, just take a flyer on Michael Porter jr. Um, you know, we just don't know. I mean, you're just kind of taking a shot in the dark and, uh, mm-hmm. You know, the back is obviously a, an extremely, you know, risky proposition. But, I mean, you're talking about what's 15, the Wizards. I mean, you're, you're talking about sending him to a place where they already have, you know, a lot of scoring already in place. He doesn't have to come right, in right. and shoulder the load or anything like that right away. Uh, so I, w- I would just give Michael Porter a chance at 15. Yeah. All right, Manny, real quick,
0: round us out, 11 through 15.
2: All right, uh, 11, I have one Wendell. At number twelve, I have uh, Michael Bridges. At uh, thirteen, I have Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Fourteen, I am going with. I'm sorry, one second. Um, I'm going with uh, who's that? Troy Brown Jr. Nice. And round out to fifteen, I have uh Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, Mitchell Robinson. I'm just gonna like focus on real quick. He's playing about twenty minutes a game, and he's third in the league in blocks. Wow. Um, I don't think too many people could have seen that coming, but there's no way uh, you know you, you can pass that up. Um, he's he's big time. I'm really excited to see uh, what else he can do. Give him more minutes. Uh, Wendell Carter um, Jr. Actually, as a Duke fan, I coming into the to the draft, I I had him higher than uh, than Bagley. <laughs> uh, just watching throughout the season, I just felt he was a more complete package. Um, but uh, I mean, like, again, being in in, in Chicago isn't really doing much uh, for his growth um, because, like, just like Orlando, like Evan said, like, there's really no clear-cut plan for the future. They're just, like, winging it right now. I'm not sure how their, you know, play development is out there, but um, I think his uh, ceiling is way higher than it looks as of now. And, uh, yeah, and Shea, uh, that's uh, another player I love. Uh, He just... um, he just reminds me he's just like a glue guy he, he does a little bit of everything uh he's gonna bring it you know for you on the defensive end um he'll find his shot and rhythm uh he doesn't need a whole bunch of looks you know um troy Brown's doing you know a great job out in uh, dc um right now uh, i think he would uh you know fit really well uh with uh you know fast-paced um offense like uh the nuggets right now and uh Mikhail, uh i just think he's a you can't really go wrong with uh He's uh, he's well put together. Uh, he'll bring it, you know, the, the defensive end. Um, he, he's just like one of those um really good role players that you want to have in your team. So that's uh my 11 through 15.
0: Definitely. All right. Well, there you all have it. We've got our uh, our redraft for the top half of the 2017 and 18 drafts. Uh, obviously, those are subject to change as time goes forward. But as of right now, you've got uh my myself Manny and Evan's choices for the top 15 players drafted in the 17 and 18 drafts um yeah thanks for listening everyone we really appreciate all those who are listening um thanks uh to Evan for coming and joining us today we we, we like having having you on and and it's been nice chatting basketball with both of y'all so uh all right uh yeah I'm Cole Rast we got Manny Dixon Evan's Eagle look us up on the smokingcuban.com uh, on Twitter at The Smoking Cuban. And all right, have a good weekend, everyone.
2: See ya.